Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The suppression of the use of marijuana and of the forces lurking behind it are the most important jobs this department is now engaged in. In 1930, the records on marijuana in the Washington office of the Narcotics Division scarcely filled a small folder like this. Today, they fill cabinets. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Coloradians, and everyone that's smart enough to listen from the outside. One of the most amazing plants we've ever discovered. The pot party, the trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a cup. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of Stone Deputy. Well, your host, as always, it's me, Kip, and to my left, I got Chris. What up, fucker? Oh, shit, I forgot this is a family thing. Sorry about that for everyone listening with their kids in the car. Yeah, I mean, they were riddled with injuries, and so we're going to dive in. We'll talk about everything that's going on in Denver from the tragic events from last week, what we know about what's going on in the community, things of that nature. But before we do that, let's give a shout-out to our sponsors for the week, our friends over at Ritual Colorado. Y'all, you heard us talk about it. They had a kick-ass deal going because it was their anniversary deal. Um, they're, as they're building out, I think they're in the furniture stage now, so they're getting pretty fucking close. But what it is actually going on is they're getting so close to opening up their store that they're going to offer free shipping for everybody that's ordering that needs a rig since last week, since 420. Maybe your dog's tail maybe brought a foster in, knocked that puppy off, that puppy knocked that thing off the, uh, the old coffee table, you got to get a new one. Well, if you use promo code Stone Petite, that's S-T-O-N-E-D, no space, A-P-P-E-T-I-T, aped it. Um, when you go to Ritual and check out, we'll waive all the shipping. They got us covered. They said any of our friends can get free shipping. Anywhere, Chris. So no matter what you may be hunting, whether it's a new rig for your new home, maybe you're a new market that just legalized it, Delaware, looking at you, Mississippi, y'all get your orders in. Take care of it. You can go to www.ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L, and then the little hyphen symbol, co.com. As in Ritual Colorado, that's their social media handle. You can find them. They have a wide selection of high-end bongs, pipes, glass pieces, all the accoutrements that you may need to get loaded and lit. Um, we're talking about samurai sword, hot knives type stuff. Um, all the way down to the, hey, look, I'm just a casual. I just need something to you know hide in my shock drawer when my kids are asleep. They've got something for everyone at every price point. So go over to Ritual hyphen co.com and check out the selection use promo code stoned appetite for free shipping on any order nationwide continental 48 states the other two fuckers don't apply 
Um, Chris, and that's not our only sponsor this week. You know what week it is. It's Derby Week, as just pretty much degenerate gamblers that we are. Saturday is the Derby, which is, I think, my favorite time to whip out the Breckenridge bourbon. That's right. They have award-winning bourbon. Fucking 20-plus different products, you know, coming from port casks or rum casks. They've also got, for those that maybe hate whiskey, vodkas, rims, rums, and gins. But seeing as it's mint julep season, we're going to be pulling out the nice stuff. You know, the Mile High Reserves from our friends over at the Denver Broncos, the official whiskey of the Denver Broncos. We're going to mix it in. We're going to slap that mint like we talked about last week. Dirty style. Popper. Activate that puppy. Woo! Well, you know what? Breckenridge has activated us. And you can find their products. You heard me say it. They have 20 plus different varietals of bourbon. They have great gins. Rums, vodkas. They even got bitters if you need those too. They've got mats, hats, and everything in between. They have two locations, both of which located in Breckenridge, Colorado. They have a tasting room on Main Street, and then they have where they get their hands super fucking dirty um, down in the actual distillery. So you can check that out. Tours are regularly available. They're currently up in the USA Today for best tasting room in America and best craft whiskey. So we wouldn't be aligning ourselves with shitty brands, and that's why. We're stoked to be partnered with Breckenridge Distillery, especially for what I'm calling the biggest weekend of bourbon of my year. Until about football season, mid-football season. Yeah, until the weather starts to cool back down. Yeah, but this is like the last hurrah. We're going to put on our linen pants. You know, I fucking love linen. We're going to pour ourselves about five fingers deep of some bourbon. We're going to get into it, Chris. Make some felonious Responsible. But felonious. Yes, do that too. Shout out to our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. You can find the products across the front range and the state. Um, all right, let's dive into it. Um, last week when we did this episode, like we always do, we record on Monday afternoons. We drop it on Tuesday mornings. Well, when we left the studio, we got the heartbreaking news that um, someone came into the restaurant before opening over at American Elm in the Highlands and uh, shot two employees and killed them. And it's some of the most heartbreaking shit I've ever heard. And I want to make sure I do this justice. So let me pull up the proper names so I don't misspeak. But this is the second such issue in as many weeks of Denver restaurant hospitality employees um, being struck with violence. So um, Emeril Vaughn Dollar and then Ignacio Nacho Gutierrez Morales were the, the names of the victims. The suspect is uh, still at large. They don't have any leads. So if you have any information, if you may know something, direct that to Denver Police. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little confused on the details, and, and it doesn't matter too much. But, like, I thought it, I'm thought i happy that it about I don't think that's true. I'm not sure that's true. So what I do believe happened was I saw Denver uh, police put out a tweet saying they were responding to a crime. And that was at about noon or two in between noon and two. And then two hours later, they said they had upgraded the investigation to a homicide. And um, about that time was when we came out of studio. And as everybody knows, we're very responsible podcasters, so we don't usually take our cell phones into the thing. So when I got out, I had a message from someone that works in the industry saying that something had happened over there. And so 
um, I wasn't, I'm not like breaking news or anything. So I was like, what's going on? But they had blocked it off like four blocks in every direction. So you couldn't even get near it or anything of that nature. So it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, Amarella leaves a, a 12 year old child behind. I think Nacho is his name or nickname had four sons and, uh, it's just fucking heartbreaking. And you know, that comes off, you know, the brink of what, what, you know, what happened the fo- the week before, which is disturbing, you know, when Jonathan Douglas was, who's a, was the head bartender over at Zeppelin was in his front yard. And, um, I guess the term is like a vagabond, you know, someone that doesn't have a, a permanent home or whatever was, uh, scurrying around through the streets and on their property. And he had, maybe had said something to the tune of, Hey, you can't do that here. I don't know what he was doing or anything along those lines, but from that altercation led um, another senseless act of violence, and he lost his life. And I know that uh, Michelle, his roommate, she was not at home at the time, but uh, she reached out to us to tell us the story. And she said that not only was he one of the kindest humans in the world, and, you know, they call him J.D. And while I, we didn't personally know him, I don't believe, a lot of our friends did. And so they're all hurting. And, you know, as is, you know, now one week later it compounds. And so it seems like the country's hurting, which is very apparent. But now it's continuously striking very close to home in the Denver restaurant community. And it just breaks my heart. Yeah, just striking, like, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there's gun violence in all the states, but... Yeah, I mean, it's all Cleveland, Texas. Here recently, though, I mean, it just seems like, like, I can't tell you how many people have died there in Colorado by the hands of gun violence in the past two months. It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous, and, like, just, I mean, think about it, last year there were 646 mass shootings. This year, there have already been 172. So, and, and I know these aren't considered like mass shootings, but it's all the same. It's it's done with guns, and it's it, I don't know. I mean, I guess Colorado is past we did pass signed for gun control bills and all that law, but they still we were already. On Twitter, but it was broadcasted through Fox News, so it was like a screen grab. And even they were showing that 84% of Americans want sensible gun regulations, deeper background checks, you know, uh, longer wait times. So, like, I don't know what happened at either of these circumstances. We were not there. All Everything I've heard is alleged. We're not going to use the platform to spread potential rumors. I'm just going to spread what we know. Um, but, you know, if this was something like in the heat of a moment where something happened or like, you know, somebody was angry about something and they were able or had regular access to weaponry, it drives you crazy. Like there should be a wait period. You shouldn't be able to go out and buy a weapon. And then you see what happens in Texas over the weekend. And, you know, like, you know, everyone's a good guy with a you know, until they're a bad guy. And it's like this guy was drunk in his backyard just shooting the gun off randomly and started peppering his neighbors because they were complaining about gunfire. Like, we have a problem here in the country. And while I hate that it's it's now, like, seeped into our, you know, like, everyday being that we've become numb to it. Like, you know, like, you mentioned we have 171, you know, 
plus one casualty, you know, issues already through this year. It's just like heartbreaking and aggravating. And you would think that this would be enough to take folks to the streets because 171 through four fucking months is goddamn preposterous. That's like 45 a month or 43. Um, you know, like that's a lot. That's more than one a day on instances, you know, or I mean, and it's not just here. And that was on Fox News. They would never usually spread that, you know? It's like everybody fucking wants it except for the 500 cunts in D.C. And it's aggravating. It's because there's a lot of money. And that, that's the sad thing about it. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. And then, you know, one, one bill that was passed in Colorado gives, I think it's, I think there's similar bills in other states, but where, like, if you're a victim of, like, a mass shoot or something, you have more, you have the ability to better go after the gun maker and gun suppliers in lawsuits, you know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, and then, you know, it cuts over to uh, gun owners, like people who sell guns and things like that, and they're all up in arms because, you know, they want to be able to sell their their business without facing prosecution. But at the same time, something needs to be done. Like, we don't need guns like that. There's licenses and insurances for everything else. So, like when we talk about, well, it's not the gun that kills people; it's the car. You know, it's it's the person. We don't blame cars and that. It's like, yeah, but you have to go get a license. You have to go. You have to have insurance. You have to be covered in case you you are liable on the road or you know, like. It's the dick riders that drive me crazy. The people that say this shit on Twitter, it's like, not only are you just like, what do you, you know, like, how do you stand, S-T-A-N, for the Second Amendment? It's a, what the fuck kind of concept is that? Like, it just drives me up a wall. And I'd, obviously, you know, there's no, like, the answer is obviously to ban all guns is the proper answer, but you're not going to get that. So how do we get a little bit? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It just it drives me fucking crazy. Just, we, I feel like we have to do this every month. We're having this conversation on this podcast. I mean, it's we have more guns than people in this country. How the fuck are you gonna get the guns? They're still in people. They're still in like redneck Randy's hands. And if he gets angry because he lost his job or you know his. Uh, elected official or his, you know, candidate didn't win. I mean, like, what the fuck are we doing? I also, like, I grew up, I grew up around guns, um, and I hunted growing up, but, like, I never had a burning desire nor need to get an assault weapon. Like, I don't understand how that ever became a thing to market to the public. Like, why did we ever think, like, normal citizens should have access to what military personnel uses? Like, that's, that's what I don't understand. Like, when did that happen in our history? Like, oh, you should be able to have an assault I think weapon. we had an assault weapons ban until, like, 2004 yeah. or something like that, at which time I think George W. let it expire. I think that's correct. 
and after that, we've seen like an increase in like mass casualty shootings. And I mean, we have an issue with handguns too. Like, you know, like it's the leading cause of gun violence, you know, whether it be people say, you know, like mention insert urban city here and you're like, well, let's insert, you know, suicide violence. Like all of these things need to be addressed. It's not like one person's to blame or one party. Like we should all be able to sit down at a table and be like, okay, we're, Kids are fucking dying everywhere. You know, like, what is going on here? But I think there was someone that said it, and I think we've said it on this podcast. Once, you know, everybody realized we'd be okay with Sandy Hook and the killing of kindergartners, there was nothing left for this country. You know, like, we seemingly were okay with it by country standards. Nothing was enacted nationwide. So for us to believe something was going to happen after any one circumstance after that or situation would be just stupid it's a, you know what's the definition of insanity Yeah, and it's not like put people with more guns inside of schools because we've seen that they're cowards, especially in primary states that, you know, usually campaign on, you know, the law. It just drives me fucking crazy. crazy. We do this every week. And it still doesn't do anything. I don't even know what the answer. And then if you, you know, the weirdest thing is, you know, like, I don't, we're not a political. It just, it's literally like, you cannot ignore it. It happens every day in the city. And literally, you know, now it's attacking, you know, our colleagues and peers across the community. And it breaks our heart seeing it. And it just drives you fucking mad. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It drives me fucking crazy. And then what's, what's odd and, like, not to, like, lessen the shootings at American Hell, but, like, I mean, there's no burglary. Like, you know, like, what? What was, I wonder, like, just what was a motive? Like, I just wonder who would come into a place, kill two innocent people. You know, like, that's where I'm just so confused with such little detail about that. Okay, so I don't know anything, um, but how it was written in KDVR, they had said that she, the general manager, had been shot multiple times, and he had been shot, the gentleman Nacho had been shot once. Um, I don't know what that means, but it sounds like there was one that was either, you know, maybe a more passionate, you know, situation, or was an intended target, but... For what reason, I don't know. But it makes you wonder if they came in in the middle of the day, was this a disgruntled ex-employee, you know, or was this someone that knew who was going to be there? Because like you said, it's not a robbery. They didn't like – it's not apparently a robbery. They may have taken something we don't know. But it's like, did you come in here for a specific person? Was there a reason, you know, like – 
I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the the city is doing everything they can, but they are still asking for leads and help. But it makes you wonder. And I mean, I obviously don't know anything except for like we listen to stupid podcasts. So me hearing that one person was shot multiple times and one being once, I don't know which way to interpret it. Like was one. Yeah, and I don't know which one got it. I don't. And so, but when I read that, I was like, that is such a fucking weird scenario. And because when you said that, like, you know, there was no signs of a robbery or according to what we read, it just makes it weird because it wasn't like in the middle of a shift. It wasn't like they were trying to cause like mass, you know, damage or pain. They went before they open at five or whatever. So I don't know. It just, it's so fucking sad. And we've talked about it for too long. But uh, our hearts are with the American Elm family and with the Zeppelin family. And for all that knew these three folks in the restaurant community, obviously, you know, they bring smiles to a lot of people's faces when you do work in food and front-facing businesses like that. So sometimes you may have interacted with these folks and not even realized it, and then you see their name and their faces in the uh, newspaper, and it's it's just gut-wrenching. And so um, we're sending our love and our prayers. And just a friendly reminder, if you did not – if you were not able to make it to the fundraiser um, for the American Elm families um, of the, the victims, the GoFundMe is on our social pages. You'll see it in a post um, on our story. And same for JDs. We've been posting it. Um, our buddy Blake has been uh, sharing those posts. And so uh, anything we can help those families with, uh, we're sending our love to Michelle and to the whole American Elm family and to their personal families as well. I mean, yeah, there's only so many ways. I don't know. It's I don't know. We'll cross that bridge once we have more news, but let's uh, dive into the second topic of the week. Um, we're talking about cookies, macarons, macarons uh, French cookies. Uh, we're talking southern pies. But before we're doing any of that, I have to tell you all about this hash dinner I went to. Um that was a kind of a weird shift. I don't know exactly how we're going to shift into it, but I know we got to do it because that's our job. Um, so I went to this dinner Friday night. A friend of ours named Mile High Dave. You can find him in the best of Westward because he's one of the best cannabis growers in this fucking state. He's got the dankness. It's so, so, so good. And you'll see him in a collaborated dinner with us in the coming months because we've got to get that flower somehow injected into our dinner series. Um, but he and I and some of our friends, his uh, partner and a bunch of other folks, all uh, got to go to this thing called a Workbench Denver. That's their name, Workbench Denver. Um, and our Workbench Dining. And so it's a hash-paired dinner. But it's not just hash. You can tailor it however you want. If you wanted to have a flower dinner for like a private experience for you and your friends, if you wanted to have a wine pairing, or if you want to have a mix of cocktails and hash, these folks have it. They have a private location that they do all of these things fair game, properly monitored and you know inspected and all that jazz. Um, I won't disclose the location, but it's fucking snazzy, Chris. And they are very, very professional. Like classically culinarily trained, plating on one zillion. The cocktail pairings were miraculous. I mean, just fucking wonderful the hash pairings were good obviously you know not a big dabber so only hit a couple probably looked like a chad trying to do it just because they had the laser temperature gauger as well as the dab torch so it's like 
how do you want to get high? And I was like, I don't know. These are all so very technical. Just give me that rig and this here torch and just let me get this thing white hot and let it cool down for 55 seconds. Um, but at the same time, the food is unbelievably pres- like precise and like delicious. Everything is like timed perfectly and cooked. It's, it's a well-oiled machine and Chef Josh and Chef Adam are fucking killing it. So they average about 12 to 15 for their events. They love to have you into their venue, but they can also come to you. But it's not like it's a huge like banquet hall. It's like a yeah. It's like it's uh they're like workbenches. So you know that desk I, uh, you and I have. Um, so the concept derived out of COVID when they were chefs that got their restaurants were closed. So they were doing cannabis dinner party pairing dinners on their work desks for people coming in. So they brought in a couple of work desks or work benches and that's where the name came from. So there's like four or five of them that are kind of broken up into like a smiley face. And then at the front of it, they are talking to you in their kitchen and you're watching them play. They let you come up and take pictures as you can see all of this on the uh, social media posts that we dropped this morning. It's fucking cool. It's real cool. And the chefs are really nice, really fun. And Dave and his crew are so fun. They had a Wagyu that was really good, but they had these carrots that were really fucking good. And they had like a yogurt sauce underneath it that was and a, like a homemade chili crunch. Um, that was immaculate. But the best bite was a French toast they made with Japanese milk bread. And then they created this maple, maple bourbon sauce like a syrup that you would use for like a french toast so they french they made a french toast style like stick and then they gave you this mason jar little thing that looks like where you would keep concentrate like wax when you make your own at home and then you uh on top of the stick with little dollops of foie gras and so you would dunk it or you could pour the syrup on top of the stick and then eat it oh my god yeah, it was like sweet and savory. It was like the last dish before the sorbet. Oh, my fucking God. It was divine. And while this, there's nothing cheap about this, you know, like we try to, ours are a little more approachable, but I can see why theirs are more expensive. It's in that Wolf's Tavernetta Beckon Pantheon of costs, but you're getting it. Exactly. You're getting that. You're getting complimented. You're getting drinks with it. You're getting hash pairings with it. So the the bang is worth the buck. It's a great experience. Um, but it is. It's one of those, like, you got to treat yourself kind of night. It's like date night this week or this paycheck. Let's go to work, bitch. You know, if and if you're not a big stoner, like my girlfriend is not a big pothead, and there were others in the group that aren't potheads, it doesn't matter. They'll bring you cocktails. If you need an extra cocktail because you're not smoking, they'll bring you an extra cocktail. And you can either give your uh, hash to your stoner boyfriends, hey, or you can just like be like, young keep it. Give me another one of those fucking lavender drinks. Chris, it was so good. Two and a half hours. I think we started the party at six, maybe three hours in total. But we were kind of chumming it up. Dave knew the chefs, and I was getting to know them. We had exchanged messages because, you know, real recognizes real. Um, Yeah, well, they're fucking, like, posterizing us if we were to come by comparison. It was like they're fucking dunking this ball. And it kind of puts you on 
they do it kind of similar to Steven and Groovy Gravy do theirs, um, which I'm not, you know, we love Groovy Gravy's events also. But it's for those that like that upper echelon of cannabis experiences. So, like, if I had done all those hash hit, like, uh, those concentrates, if I had done fucking five, six dabs, I would have been fucking dead. Meanwhile, other people at the table are like, give me yours, Kip. And I'm like, here. I know, right? So, like, I don't have that tolerance or, like, that strength to do those. But, I mean, you can tailor them however you want. It was an unbelievable experience. Power to them. All right, enough about me. You got to give me something. What did you do this weekend? That's not true. You led the episode last week with Greenwich. That's true. That's true. This week, I did something that every American can relate to. I went to the local theme park. Ooh, Lakeside or Elitches? Tell me about it. Um. It's actually, I mean, it's everything that a theme park has. Uh, lots of uh, individuals wearing midriffs, crop tops. Um, you know, shout out to those people, neck tats, and all that good stuff there. Wait, are we talking Walmart shoppers? I mean, I think you could transport the two. It could have been Gucci Berry, our previous guest on the pod. Yeah, yeah, I think probably some distant relatives of his. <laughs> You need that. You yeah. need that. Otherwise, you lose the the pizzazz. Like if it, if it's all just like buttoned up, like it's Buckhead at, outside Atlanta, nobody wants that. You need a little of that. You don't need the full lakeside experience, which I personally love. You know, like dollar hot dogs, and they offer you meth when you walk in. But you need a little bit of grime. If it's all polished up, you might as well be at Mar Lago. <laughs> They don't have carnies in San Diego? The the Mississippi State Fair, while excellent biscuits, I learned how to smoke a cigarette without having teeth. They just gum that puppy and then they'll offer it to you. God, the good aisle. Long cut mint. Team, stand up. We are white trash. Oh. That doesn't sound like a fried wiener vendor. I was able to share like some of the carny experience with some people that went to us and they're like, oh, I totally remember that. Like the zipper. Oh, yeah, where they lock you in. They're like, hey, if you fly off of this, just keep your fingers inside and we'll get you out at the end. There's no fast pass. This ain't Disney World. Yeah, I think they do have fast pass, but I'm not. I'm not trying to spend more money to get a fast pass. And I don't. I don't need anyway. So, so I also found out my girlfriend's a little squeamish on some roller coasters. Is she a screamer? Well, there was one we went there. The first one I wanted to ride was a mind eraser. And that's like the cocktail. <laughs> basically, the cocktail. 
It just spins you around so you vomit. By yourself in that line? Oh, my. What were you doing? Just like sitting on your phone texting her about the people's like back tats that were standing in front of you? What were the top three uh, adventure rides that you you enjoyed at Elitch's? So you went from the leg dangler. Yeah, yeah, the pirate ship. Everybody yeah. remembers the fucking pirate ship, Chris. So Best thing you did you eat while you were there? Anything? Um, yeah, we had uh, turkey chicken. leg. No, I didn't get a turkey leg. We had fried chicken. Tendies. These fries were really odd shaped. Like your wiener or different? Like a crescent moon. Oh, a lot of people have that kind of problem. Okay. Yeah, that's not a problem. It's it's totally normal. If it goes a little left. Yeah. <laughs> You only got chicken fingers with fries. You didn't get a corn dog. You didn't get a turkey leg. Uh, yeah, how was it? Dude, I swear to God, it feels like they don't clean those uh, those like tubes out through the seasons. So you just come out there from whenever they did like Christmas fair or Halloween fair or whatever was most recently over there. And you're just getting last year's mold in there. So I'm surprised you're even here today. A, you know, a weaker man probably would have com- succumbed to the fungi. Masturbate before you come. For that one season pass, guest pass. Yeah, and that would be cheaper than buying each Okay, do you need to buy those before the day of, or can you do that at the counter? And then they tell you, you dumb bastards. Yeah. Y'all could have gotten away with murder. Yeah. Well, at least you're letting the community know. We appreciate you doing that. Yeah, all days do. Everyone dies eventually, Chris. That's the first one. Labor Day is the second one. Memorial's the end of May. Uh, I would imagine they would at least try to do one last summer, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think it would be 
It was a good run. Yeah, that's what the, I think it's is the Cronky team that has it. Yeah, so fuck them. Yeah, that's why I've always been team Lakeside. Um, because not only can you get tetanus, but you don't have to support Cronky this summer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I'm gonna. That means that I need to go get an Elitch fix one more time. I remember doing. We've done haunted houses there. We've done birthday parties there. I have some pretty cool pictures from there. I enjoy a good roller coaster, including the uh, the Onion Ring. You know, where it's just a big O ring sliding up and down like a hand job. I like that one. I think that's fun. Yeah, the big drop, whatever you call it. But uh, so we're gonna have to get over there. Maybe we'll eat a couple of uh, hallucinogens and go run amok. It's a lot more fun waiting if you're tripping your face off. But at the same time, we could just get the fast pass. It sounds like that's a work expense if I've ever heard one. We'll check with the accountants about that. Um, but yeah, we'll look into it. Um, yeah, yeah. And then we were together on Saturday um, evening, Sunday. Anything cool? All right. Well, for those that follow our social media, let me tell you about our Sunday. Um, I drove east as fuck to go pick up a dog that was going to be killed in Texas. And so he was flown in by Underdog Rescue. And let me tell you about this group. They have a pilot who flies like a little seven, eight seater or something like that, 10 seater. And on his off days or on his weekends, he flies his plane to pick up dogs that are about to be euthanized and bring them to their foster homes in other states. So multiple little entities, like not just Underdog Rescue, but other rescues as well, worked with this pilot. He filled up his you know, plane and flew these dogs. We all met out in East Colorado, picked these puppies up, and brought them back to our house. And so we have a DJ. We're calling him Disco Joe because we don't know what DJ stands for. Yeah, well, I mean, there could have been a Dustin Johnson or a Donna Joe Tanner. Shout out to Full House fans. But di- someone said Disco Joe in the community, um, and I like that. I thought it has a good ring. Disco Joe sounds like he's on the ones and twos around midnight. Yeah, and he probably, you know, oh, don't, you shouldn't smoke. You're too young to be smoking. You know, it has a little rassy voice to him and a lot of wisdom. Disco Joe's going to see the world. Um, but we're excited to have him. So he's going to be with us for about a month or so. Um, and then we'll try to find him a forever home once we kind of get him out of his shell, help him with his personality and get accustomed to living outside of a shelter. Um, so we're excited to have him. And then, uh, we hope to find someone in our community cause I get to vet the people, um, that would take home Disco Joe, um, which is going to lead me to my next conversation. The producer role. We are down to three. I have not alerted any of them, but I will this evening. We've got three great candidates that I think knocked it out of the park with their reels. I I showed them to you. You agree. They definitely look better than what we've done in our tenure. And they all seem like they're really nice and cool folks. So I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, I'm going to reach out to these ladies tonight and so as people listen to this they'll probably be like if they listen to this to get any intel if they got the cut if they made the cut and i'll let everybody else that didn't let them know as well but we're excited to start the next round of interviews 
what that will entail is having them come join us on the podcast to sit in the, the basement or in the studio. We'll try to film the episode, and then we will go ahead and uh, see how other folks like the episodes. You know, we looked at the reels. I thought about sharing them all, but then I realized that I didn't want other folks to know what the other people's bodies of work looks like. That's not cool for anybody's sake. Um, but you'll see that they're all very much more impressive than us. So that's a good big bonus. Good shout out to I know, yeah. And so I wish we could hire two, but we'll maybe in the future be able to go full time and hire someone to follow us around and do audio and then someone to do video. You know, wouldn't that be neat? Um, but for the meantime, we're excited that we're going to be able to add a third chair and y'all are going to get to meet this, these people and decide who the person will be. It's going to be awesome. I know, I'm really excited. And they're going to be like our friend. Like, we're going to invite them to our cookouts, crawfish boils, things of that nature. We want to uh, invite them into our family and into our community and let them introduce themselves to y'all as well so that, you know, when you see content on the page, you'll, just like when you see Chris instead of Kip, you're not like, oh, who the fuck is that? You'll know who Chris is as well. We're going to, you'll meet the third person also. And so you'll, we're going to have a lot, of, we'll have boots on the ground across the city. It's going to be awesome. I'm really fucking fun. That's not it at all. But um, before we get out of here, I want to do a couple quick shout outs. Just, you know, thank yous to those in the rounds. Um, first shout out, shout out to those who bought the t-shirts. We did a t-shirt sale for Cracker Barrel. We didn't sell nearly as many as the Waffle House, but I know that they're out there in the wild. So thanks to the whatever, however many people did. Second shout out, shout out to our friends over at Poulet Bakery. Um, they're open from Wednesday to Saturday, and I never swooned as hard as I swooned over this pie that I had today, Chris, and yesterday, too. It's a bourbon pecan chocolate pie. Oh, yep. Fuck. Yes, it's a church pie, Chris. It's the one you have after church with the big family gathering. It's gorgeous. It's got that good gooey center with the crunch on top, and then you get that whipped cream relief, and then the crispiness on the bottom. The pie is second only to the apple fritter. I got you one upstairs. It's a little go-home-get-out-of-my-fucking-house gift. It's like... It's like if you took a facial from Jesus. That's the best way to describe it. It is so sexual. I love it. All the flavor, all over the time. I want. They do them like once every now and then. Whenever you hear that Poulette is doing an apple fritter pop-up, it's so fuck-worthy, I can't even express it. But I got you some stuff I want you to try as well. I want you to start with this green mackerel and tell me what you think about it. Take a bite, Chris. I've had the pistachio. It fucks so hard. Yeah, that's the, the you always come in contact with a lot of those. The piss, this key lime pie. I wasn't expecting it, but I'll want it because I fucking love key lime pie. And even if you don't love key lime pie, like. The citrus flavor with the cream, it's a nice Mary. Yeah, but the crisp of these cookies. Love, 
Yeah, they're big boys. And my favorite part, they're gooey. They're like, when you bite through that external shell, like it almost reminds you of po' boy bread because it flakes, but the flavor on the inside is so soft. And then your mouth just like starts to salivate because the flavors are so miraculous. Try this one. I think it's like a salted caramel or maybe a, oh, it's it's maybe a, a churro or a brown sugar. I think there's a, there's a, there's a gooey component to it, like a, a caramel of some sort. I don't know what though. I don't, it's like, it's dripping, like it's on my fingers. So it's got to have like a caramel or something and it's on, and it's on the wax paper. So they're full as a, they're full as a tick. That's, and it, that's yeah. I yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. There's fucking Northeasterners and maybe the West Coasters too. It's caramel. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's not just, yeah, it's sweet, savory. They've got unbelievable breads. The apple fritter is immaculate. They, they've got some donuts every now and then too. The croissants are, oh, it's so good. I can't express how it's 40 minutes for me to get down there. And that's where my last shout out of the week comes from is to Chef Carolyn and Chef Penelope um, for hooking it up and meeting me halfway and let Penelope from Yuan Wonton. Um, she was like, I'll meet you. And so she was nice enough to bring me, meet me halfway. So I didn't have to go all the way down there after picking up a dog. That was really cool of her. So thank you so much for doing that, Chef Penelope. I appreciate it. And, um, just a quick shout out to her and Yuan Wonton. They are doing um, a pop up with Call to Arms Brewery and the girl Susie from OnlyPans, who has like millions of followers and she does like horny innuendos, sexual innuendos in her uh, TikTok reels. She's a gem. Um, she's an awesome follow as well. Well, she's coming to Denver. So get ready. Penelope will be doing a pop-up with her and the people at Call to Arms as they've collaborated on a beer and a dumpling party. So it's oh, and I think Simply Pizza will also be there. So it's pretty much the best of all the fucking worlds. Yeah. I mean, and so we're eating sweets right now, but we'll be eating savory soon enough. When is that? I think it's May thirteenth. Yeah, they're really hitting their stride, it feels like. Whatever they're doing, they're churning and burning. Big crowds. It's a great patio. And maybe next episode we'll uh, we'll talk best patios to take a, a new dog that is scared of people. Because that's where we are with DJ. He doesn't really want to be around big crowds or a lot of things just yet. Yeah. So we'll start with the least popular places and then go to the most popular and finish at the Golden Mill. Where it's one in, one out every weekend. Um, but I think that just about wraps up everything. Again, if you were not able to make the fundraiser for uh, American Elm, you can find the link to help donate. to, Or if you want to help the families of the victims, you can do that there. And same for JD's GoFundMe. You'll see that post as well on our story. It breaks our heart to see such senseless gun violence in our community. And um, we're just our, th- our thoughts are with it. Those who knew the oh. FTF, where'd you hit last week? We didn't post about Morgan was out of town. We just got fucking hammered. Oh, good pies, good pies. See them 
seven days a week here shortly in the fall. There's a there's a kind of like a food hall in the works that's going to be out there near There's going to be a food hall out there? Yeah. Why? My mom's going to be so fucking pissed when she hears that. She wants to do that with a home in the mountain. She wants to like buy a plot and then put a bunch of fucking containers out there. So seeing as her house was burnt, she was like, it's a perfect chance to do it. I was like, I did not realize you were going to move from Mississippi to Colorado so quickly. Fuck. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, no, but this, uh, this week's Food Truck Friday is going to be on the speaker side. Oh. Is it the one that I'm thinking of? Okay, well, I guess we'll have to wait for Friday's Food Truck Friday. As you know, Chris has always uh, got something in store for everybody. Um, I'm actually, as you're listening to this, I am trying out a new pizza place with our friends from Denver Food Scene for lunch on Tuesday. It's not actually in Denver, and it's not actually new, but it's new to me. And I've heard such great things from not only Denver uh, community members, but also international and national uh, recognition from this company. So we're going to make the trek and get out of here and go give it a whirl. It's called Urban Field in Longmont. So while we love Rosalie's, I love them, and I will go to Rosalie's while I'm there. I am there to see Urban Field because I've heard it is some of the best pizza in Colorado. And if that's the case, if Rosalie's and Urban Field do in fact come in and bring the hammer, I would put them and you know Giles over at Blue Pan, the team at Louie and Grabowski. I haven't gone over to Greenwich Pie. Yeah, you know, let's just go get liquored up and, you know, pound a bottle of white wine and, you know, a couple pies. I'm down. There's a lot of pizza out there. You know, I don't pretend to be the guy that knows it all, um, but I, I'm a, happy to be out there trying new food all the time. Question. Shoot. Yeah, no, I'm not going <laughs> to swing through Babette's. Yeah, but uh, I complete, I was like, what is he talking about? Um, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, uh, that's so great. Well, um, Chris, I'll report back. You'll We'll be back with another episode on Thursday. We may have a guest. We may not. Who knows? Oh, we'll find a guest. We'll find a guest. We always do. Um, but I hope everyone has a great week. Hug those that are you know near and dear to you. Love them. Stay high. Stay happy. Cheers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.